The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Sam, what's going on, man? Not much, Daryl. Man, I tell you what, I saw a call that had left me scratching my head yesterday, and I really feel that it cost the San Francisco 49ers a, uh, um, a victory yesterday. Well, Sam, it was a lot of things that happened in football yesterday. I saw a catch, an, an incredible catch in an Auburn game on Saturday night. But, hey, let's get right into these dominant sports stories of the week, man. Hey, man, we saw three of the best freshman college basketball players I've ever seen in one season. I mean, I've never seen three freshmen this good coming to come into a college season ever at one time. You know, Kansas has this guy, Andre Wiggins. Um, Duke has um, Jabari uh, Parker. Jabari Parker. And hey, man, University of Kentucky has Julius Randle. Man, these three young men, I'm telling you, it's a shame that they cannot cash a check. Today. And, and there, I'll tell you what, you're possibly looking at the top three picks in the um, NBA draft next year. And uh, like you just mentioned, it is a shame that they can't cash a check. Uh, but rules are rules. And uh, I'm going to enjoy watching these three young men play uh, this, up college, this upcoming college basketball season. I had the chance to see Julius Randle play in person when he was a sophomore in high school, Daryl, and I left the court saying that that kid is a pro in three years. And, man, I tell you, he hasn't missed a beat. Um, you know, Andre Wiggins, he's the consensus number one player. But uh, I would have to say from watching those two exciting games, uh, Kentucky versus Michigan State and Duke versus Kansas, that uh, Julius Randle had the best performance out of the three. But they, they all were just magnificent. I, I, I'm not so sure, man. This kid, uh, Jabari Parker, I mean, his his game is solid, Sam. I mean, he he has an outside range, inside range, and he's not a small young man. When we look at this kid, Andre Wiggins, I look at him and say, you know, um, he, he, he may need to put on 10 pounds while he's in college. But these other two young men, they are ready to go right now. The Knicks could use either any of these three young men right now. The Knicks, the Magic, and, and a lot of other teams in the NBA, man. There's some talk of teams tanking the, um, to try to get their hands on these guys. Uh, I just don't see it happening, uh, someone tanking the, um, to, to draft one of these young men. But I tell you what, they're going to make some franchise very, very happy, Daryl. Hey, hey Daryl, another story that really kind of left me scratching my head. Uh, Jamie, 
uh, Winston, the quarterback from the uh, Florida State University, uh, was involved in a sexual assault case in 2012. And what really left me scratching my head there was this is almost a year old. And uh, is it racial profiling? Is it uh, uh, everyone hates a young man is having a little success in college football? He's in the thick of the Heisman Trophy race. He's in the middle of the BCS uh championship race with the University of Florida State. They say misery loves company, man. I, I just really don't understand why it took a year for this story to hit. Well, Sam, um, I think sometimes we lose the fact of how powerful collegiate athletics is. And when you start talking about a little town, basically like Tallahassee, because without football, it's just a, a little town. And when you start talking about the power of, of college football, I'm telling you, man, a lot of things can get swept under the rug. You know, um, when I when I played college football, Sam, it, it, was, it was between the police department and my college head coach. And then it trickled down to the media if he wanted it to go to the media. Now, in, in some cases, in, like, in cities like Tallahassee, I think Jimbo Fisher is, is just as powerful as, as the mayor of the city of Tallahassee. More powerful, way more powerful than the mayor of the city of Tallahassee. And if he wanted something to be stifled, pushed under the rug, I think he could have it done. And I think this might be one of those situations. Well, if, you, if, you're gonna have, if I'm going to have it stifled and pushed under the rug, it's not going to ever come from up under the rug. So, you know, I, I understand the dynamics of small towns or, or college cities uh, from, from playing in Ann Arbor. There is a lot of pull that the um, head coach that the, the universities have. But when you're talking about a, a sexual assault case, uh, to me, you're not pushing that type of stuff up under the rug. So, yeah, maybe a guy get pulled over for drinking. But when you're talking about a sexual assault case, Daryl, that's type of stuff don't get pushed up under the it don't get pushed up under the rug it's just curious to me i i really feel that this is something that was investigated nothing came out of it whether it's the the prosecutor that's trying to make a name for himself or it's the the family of the person that's eventually setting themselves up to probably sue this young man a couple years down the road in a civil lawsuit daryl oh well I think it's always a money trail, Sam. But I think if if Jameis if, if Jameis Winston was innocent, I think he'd be hollering to all the high heels. I'm innocent. I didn't do this. They got the wrong person, man. We haven't heard anything from this young man. And I know lawyers get involved and they tell him, you know, what to do, what to say. But I'll say it again, Sam. I told you this a couple of weeks ago. It was something about. Jameis Winston, when they played Miami, when he stood in the tunnel and he waited for his teammates to come through to give him a high five, and none of these guys gave him a high five, man. This was in the tunnel. You looked at him at a game last week where all of his teammates, he he threw a touchdown. He runs down to give a guy a high five, to give his teammates a high five. They basically walked off the field and ignored him. I think it was something to it then. I think it's still something to it. And I think we just have to wait and see what's going to happen with this man. I guess I guess we're going to have to wait and see. I, I don't know if you noticed that because he was pounding your uh, hurricanes or what, man. But, uh, you know, hey, this is this is a young man that uh, sometimes when you're innocent, Daryl, you don't have to say anything. And uh, why, why speak to the cops? Are you arresting me? Uh, I don't have to talk to you. You know, 
to me, this is a smart young man. Uh, he understand his rights. His family understand his rights. And uh, if, if I'm not going to be charged, I don't have anything to say to you. But uh, we'll see, man. The jury's still out. I'm going to hold my judgment. But uh, I'm going to go with the innocent until proven guilty. And, and to me, there's no way he's going to be guilty with the role that they're on in Tallahassee. But uh, I don't say that because he's an athlete. Uh, we all know if the cops have enough to arrest you, they're going to arrest you. Uh, and a lot of times they don't have to have anything on you to arrest you. So for them not to arrest this young man, to me, I don't think they have any evidence. I say this, Sam, before we move on, um, this young man has potential to bring millions and millions of dollars to the city, to the university. He's already think, brought it. And, He's and, already and, brought and, that and, to him. Yeah, but I'm saying we're not even, he hasn't even, he hasn't touched the iceberg yet because we're talking about a big bowl game. And, I mean, we're talking about millions, you know, 10, 20 million from a bowl game, man. I think, and, and more than that, more like 80 million from a bowl game. So I think this money has a lot to do with, why we look at the things that we look at, well, why we're looking at it the way we're looking at it. Now, one one thing I want to ask you, Sam, before we move on is, has this hurt his Heisman chances? Uh, I, I would have to say yes. And, and, and uh, Now, has his play hurt his Heisman chances? No. The negative publicity, uh, yes. And, uh, you know, there's going to be some voters out there. There's not enough information. He hasn't spoken. Uh, he shouldn't have been in that situation. And uh, to me, it's ultimately going to hurt him. And I really feel that the guy who's benefited the most from this uh, was public enemy number one earlier in the season is Johnny Manziel. But uh, when you when you look at the numbers, Johnny Manziel is putting together a, another great season. And uh, I, I don't think that he gets enough credit. But, uh, yes, it, it's going to hurt Winston's Heisman Trophy chances. But I tell you what, man, it didn't bother his play this week because he, he looked real sharp to me this weekend uh so uh but he's the answer to the question so. yes it, it, it's gonna hurt him and, and that's I, just I would, that's I my opinion yep hey darren we want to um wish a r.i.p man um a guy that was a great tight end todd christensen passed away at the age of 57 want to send our condolences to to his family and uh just want to you know man this really peace this really touches my heart because um, I grew up watching Todd Christensen. You know, he played for the Oakland Raiders, my favorite team as a kid, and I still have a soft spot for the Raiders today. But uh, I, I, I admired him, man. You know, he, he played. He was one of the first guys that you saw line up in the backfield as a fullback and played and played tight end. You know, uh, and you know, and, and Todd Christensen went on to um, the. the Announced for the Gladiators, a, 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 hit, a hit TV show back in the eight, in the eighties and nineties, man. Hey Sam, but you know, man, I hear Pop Warner football is down ten percent this year. Does this have anything to do with with head injuries and and injuries overall to young people? And I, what, I, I really what, 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 yes, there are yes, 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 <laughs> a, a, a big yes, and uh, you know, a lot of mothers they're concerned, and you know. Uh, I, I do have to, I have to give it to the NFL. You know, they're out on a media and marketing campaign with this heads up football. They're trying to draw everyone in. They're saying that the game is safe. I really do feel that the heads up model is a model that's going to work. But I, I just don't feel that the NFL is being genuine and sincere with a lot of their marketing. Uh, they're, they're on the PR campaign to try to cover this thing up to say we are doing everything we can to make the game safer. And, uh, 
think about it, Daryl, the call yesterday, you know, what does that have to do with making the game safe? But the NFL is letting everyone know that we're going to take care of this problem. But, yes, Daryl, uh, the Pop Warner is on. The enrollment has uh, decreased by 10%. Uh, but, uh, you know, Dr. Robert Cantu uh, with Boston University, the study of CTE, he feels that kids shouldn't play football into the age of uh, 14 as, as far as tackle football. What are your thoughts on that? You know, Sam, I, I've, um, I've expressed my feelings towards this many times before. I, I'm, I've always been in favor of kids not playing tackle football until they're 14 or 15 years old because the same injuries that you suffer at a, as a 9-year-old, when you suffer a knee injury or, or an ankle injury as, at, at 9 years old, that just means you're going to have the same arthritis pains that I have now earlier in your life. You know, and it's a terrible thing to see some of these kids now having problem with their joints and they're in their 20s and 30s because they suffered injuries when they were 9 and 10 years old or 8 and 9 years old playing pop for one of football. And, you know, and, and just like we tell our kids in high school, hey, 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 suck it up. You can go. Come on, let's go. These are the same things that these kids hear at Pop Warner football, man. And they end up playing with injuries, playing through pain, situations that young people should not be exposed to. That is so true, Daryl. Hey, but Daryl, man, you asked a question to me earlier. Who earned their their dough, their moolah, their cash, their flow, the digits, the dollars, the bills, the money this week? So I'm going to let you kick off this segment. Man, I'm gonna tell you, man. I, I read, I read a story over the week that I just thought had to be had to be placed in this segment. You know, uh, Russell Westbrook signed an underwear model deal, man. I mean, come on, you know. And this is this is a single man, millionaire as a basketball player, and he goes on to sign a big underwear model deal, man. Come on, how, how good does it get? Hey, man. Uh, I- you know, when you got a when you're a third round draft pick, a guy who should be making millions and millions of dollars, uh, he's he's the best bargain in football right now. This guy deserves every endorsement deal that he can get, Daryl. And uh, just congratulations to Russell Wilson. He's having another outstanding season. Uh, his team is uh, ten and one, and they're in the thick thick of this playoff. Uh, Racing, uh, they're three games up on the San Francisco 49ers. But Daryl, another guy to me that has really, really earned his money is Ed Orjohn, USC. Uh, he helped uh, Southern Cal pull off an upset of number four Stanford, 20 to 17. The USC Trojans are 5 and 1 under coach Ed Orjohn. They're 5 and 0 in the Pac 10 conference since he took over, and they're in the hunt for the Pac 10 uh, title game. They have Colorado this week. And if, and if he can beat, UCLA, Daryl, it's going to be real tough to not seriously consider this man for the head coaching job of the USC Trojans. I I would have to agree with you, Sam. I really think he has a shot at that job. If anyone has an inside shot right now, it would be him. Hey, but, man, you know, when we we talk about people earning their dough, when, when I saw this young man, Calvin Johnson, play yesterday, it's a wonder people compare him to the greatest receiver of all time. And I really, I, I mean, when you, get in, when you get compared to Jerry Rice, you've, you've set a mouthful. I mean, there's not too many people that we compare to Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, the greatest receiver of all time, greatest receiver I ever seen play in the NFL. And Calvin Johnson right now, at the rate he's going, at the pace he's going, 
he could be someday as good as Jerry Rice. Hey, Darrell, um, I'm going to say this, man. Jerry Rice is the greatest receiver uh, from a number standpoint. Uh, just to me, he didn't have all of the, the physical in, in the, maybe the 40-yard dash, but, man, you're talking about the smoothest routes that catch the ball. I never saw uh, many guys catch Jerry Rice from behind. Even though he was clocked as a 4-6, you didn't really catch Jerry Rice because when he caught that slant, he got upfield, and uh, there was no catching the San Francisco treat. But I will say this. I feel that they're different receivers, and I feel when it's all said and done, any big receiver is going to be compared to Kevin Johnson. The way we compare everyone now to Jerry Rice, I, I really feel that he's going to be right next to Jerry Rice. Now, from a number standpoint, I don't feel that anyone is going to approach the numbers, the type of numbers that Jerry Rice put up. I mean, you're talking about 20-plus years. You're talking about staying injury-free. But as far as from, from a physical standpoint and dominating the game right now, if you maybe take a 10-year span where Jerry Rice had his best 10 years and Kevin Johnson had his best 10 years, I tell you what, man, Kevin Johnson is a freak of an athlete. He, he's just an awesome receiver, man, and, and I commend the Lions. They got a horse, and they're going to ride that horse because whether he's double or triple covers, they're trying to get the ball to Kevin Johnson. There's no secret. There's no going away from him, and, and I really do commend them for that, uh, and, and I feel when it's all said and done, man, he's going to be one of the two or three guys that you mentioned as the greatest of all time. I, I would agree with you, man. Hey, what's up? You know, we start talking about people that are earning the dough, making the dough, getting the big dollars, dollar bill, baby. Hey, man, I got to throw Matt Flynn in the game, man. Matt Flynn just signed with the Green Bay Packers again. You know, hey, man, we didn't say bank robbers. Come on. Yeah, hey, hey, man, he's taking the dough. I mean, hey, he's taking the dough. Matt's taking the dough. Yeah, Matt Flynn is a, he's a bank robber. Now, in, in this case right here, I really feel uh, Matt Flynn's a veteran. He was released. He's earned that money already. He's going to get that money from the NFL. Uh, from, a, from a football standpoint, I think it's a great move for the Green Bay Packers. It's a little to no investment to pay him the, the, the league minimum for a veteran for his years of service. Uh, he knows the system. Uh, he can operate it. I, I really feel that this is a good transition uh, transaction for the uh, the Green Bay Packers. Another guy, Daryl, that I'm going to have to say that really earned it. He's in college, Division three star, Jack Taylor, man. It's rare that you score 100 points. Uh, almost a year ago, he scored 138 points, Daryl. Well, he struck again for 109 points. And uh, when you're talking about numbers, 35 of 70 uh, field goals, 24 of 48, three points, three-pointers, and he hit 15 to 17 uh, free throws there, 109 points, man. That's a lot of shots, but I tell you what, man, you're talking about earning the, earning the dough, earning the moolah. He's definitely earned it. Another guy, Gus Malzone, the Auburn Tigers. They're sitting at 10-1. and one. They got a big game coming up against Alabama in a couple weeks. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. We'll be right back after the break. flagship station for sports voice america sports sports and medicine go hand in hand 
Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Sam, you know, we just got finished talking about who earned the dough, who got the big dollar bills, who got the big money. But now let's talk about some of these people that they just look like small change, man. You know, hey, bonehead moves, bonehead decisions, small change guys. You know, and I look at, I look at, um, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, man. You know, it was, it was a story about him on Instagram over the week where he, they got they showing him um, on Instagram with ESPN in the background, and he choking a chicken, man. That's just bad, bad business, man. Well, they said hated it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I, I tell you what, man. If, if you're gonna do so, if you're gonna do stuff, if you're gonna if you're gonna be uh, in the limelight as a professional athlete or a celebrity, you know. Uh, Image is everything. And uh, to me, sometimes uh, social media, you, you let people, uh, it's a great uh, tool to, to get up close and personal with your fans and with the community. But at the same time, Daryl, uh, you, you have to be more responsible and, and make smarter decisions, uh, especially when you're letting private pictures out into the public domain. And uh, you, you just don't do uh, what... Uh, Mr. Uh, Hopkins did, and uh, you know uh, the the first thing athletes say when they when they make a mistake if they go off on Twitter or or Instagram is uh, my account was hacked. You know sometimes <laughs> it's best to just own up to it, man. I, and, I, and I'm gonna tell you a guy who owned up to it is Barnes from the Clippers. You know, uh, 
he he kept it 100. He, he used a racial slur. He uh, he was very frustrated, but but you know he took he accepted responsibility for his actions. And uh, I, I really would have more respect for some of these guys if they uh, just fessed up. And, uh, you know, he said, I'm not going to take the easy way out, Barnes, and uh, say my uh, Instagram account or my Twitter account was hacked. I did it. I'm sorry. I was frustrated. And, you know, I have more respect for, for him saying that than the guy who's choking his chicken. Got caught choking his chicken and accidentally sent the picture out. And, uh, Said it wasn't him, man. He said he, he said he accidentally sent the picture out, man. Hey, but Sam, it's another story out here, man. And I'm I'm not so sure about this. TMZ reports that Trent Richardson has a sex video with three women, and somebody's trying to pimp this tape. You know what I mean? Trying to pull a Kardashian on us, man. Somebody's three women, Daryl. Three it's women, more, man. It's more than his two point eight <laughs> yards per carry, man. So what's up with this, man? You know, he trying to hang out with the Kardashians, uh, sex tape. I don't know, man, but uh, for, from what I'm hearing, if it's him, he might want to go in the porn business. <laughs> hey, you know, you hear some stories, man. You hear some stories. And from what I hear, I haven't seen the tape, but from what I hear, uh, Trent said the water's deep, you know? I don't know. Hey, man, didn't Future have a song? I like Gucci. I like Ballet. At the same time, Trent, like... Not one, not two, but three at the same time. At the same time, baby. Hey, but, man, um, Sam, another story is out here, man, about the Rutgers coach um, uh, bullying one of his players. You know, um, I know bullying is a big topic right now, but um, this is this seems like this story is catching legs and it's, and it's moving pretty rapidly. Uh, yeah, Darren, uh, when you say the word bullying, man, it's just it's just not a good word. But uh, I'm a little disappointed that this happened on the same campus, man, less than three months uh, apart from each other. And, uh, you know, hey, some coaches coach hard and, uh, and and some are some of the kids in this generation. They don't know how to take uh, tough coaching. But uh, also at the same time, as a coach, you have to alter your coaching style and uh you're talking about a quick way to get fired. Uh, this is a quick way to get fired, and uh, it, it, it's not a good look. And the parents, they're not letting this thing go away. Uh, normally where there's smoke, there's fire. And, uh, you know, if the coach did it, uh, you know, every coach don't deserve to lose their job uh, for talking to a kid a certain way. I mean, we all make mistakes. No one's perfect, but uh, we also live in a society where, no one likes a bully, Daryl. Well, you know, man, I guess it's hard for some people to change their style. You know what I mean? It's some people that dress the same way they did in the 70s because it's hard for them to change their style. And you're right. These coaches today really have to change their style. They have to make adjustments. And and these young men are not getting paid. This, You know, they get scholarships, but you can't talk to them like you can talk to someone that's getting paid four or five hundred thousand dollars a year and when i was my my last year coaching high school football we we were not allowed to say any any curse words on the field as coaches now sam when i first started coaching sports in 19 and you know 1990 1990 94 hey man every other word was a curse word as a coach but times have changed man they really have changed 
Yes, times have changed, Daryl. And, and I tell you what, man, there's sometimes a coach they're going to lose it. But uh, to me, uh, the, the good coaches, the great ones, uh, they go up to the kid, they put their arms around them, they let them know that it wasn't personal. And a lot of these coaches, man, they see the potential in these kids. They're trying to get them better. And uh, some, sometimes you get frustrated and uh, you, you you let out an F-bomb. That don't mean that you hate the kid or whatever, but uh, – you know, I, I really appreciated the tough coaching uh, years later. At the time, did I like it? No. I, I mean, I thought that I was being picked on. I thought that I was being uh, singled out. But uh, as, as time went on and I started to understand my coaches, the the upperclassmen uh, explained things to me. Uh, man, I, I, I became like best friends with my linebacker coach, uh and I really do appreciate everything he did for me. And, and if it wasn't for him and his tough love, I'm not going to call it bullying. I'm going to call it tough love because that's what it was. Uh, a coach that knew how to motivate me, knew how to um, pull the strings to, to, to get me to respond. Uh, man, I, I, I owe this guy a lot, Daryl. And um, I, I just really think now that we live, I, I hate to say this, but we live in a soft, soft uh, world and uh and some of these kids, man, they don't understand it. I, I would agree with you, Sam. You know, um, I had a coach once. I remember asking my offense coordinator, why, why does my coach always yell at me? And, he, and my coach, my offense coordinator told me, he said, Daryl, when he stops yelling at you and stops talking to you, that's when you need to be concerned. As long as he's yelling at you, you must be doing something worth worth it. And 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 trust me, man. Now you talk about help me become a man. My coach uh, Joe Broski, who also coached Emmitt Smith, Otis Anderson, and a lot of other uh, professional running backs, was was a, a a a hard guy. He cussed, he fussed, he yelled, and he did it all the time, man. And and I'm and I'm gonna tell you something. I think back on it and I look at it and I think those are some of the things that made brought the best out of me is him yelling and cussing and fussing at times to, to me man so I'm, I'm, I'm not so sold on the bullying by the coach just yet uh, neither am I Daryl but uh, I mean it do happen man we, we saw the, uh, the basketball video now to yeah. me that was now to me that was bullying <laughs> I or was it? You know, uh, you get some old school people. They're going to say, oh, man, he's just doing X, Y, Z. Uh, me as a parent, I don't want you putting your hands on my kids. I, I, under, I, I understand you're going to talk to them a certain way. You might use certain language. But to me, when you put your hands on them, you cross the line. And uh, But at the same time, man, words can hurt worse than uh, you being uh, physically beaten. And, uh, you know, it's tough. I'm not trying to be, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to be insensitive to what this young man experienced because everyone handles situations differently. But, uh, and, and I do realize that words can really, really be hurtful and, uh, can have a lot, do a lot of psychological damage. So, in no way am I trying to be insensitive to this young man. But from my experience, uh, what I experienced from coaching on the little league level, high school, college, professional level, um, I, I appreciate the tough love that my coaches gave me. But at the same time, I can easily see how it can draw. It, it could push someone over the ledge also. 
Hey man, you know the Indianapolis coach, uh, Indianapolis coach, um, defensive player Eric Weldon, headbutted Tennessee's Darlin Walker, and you know, and he snatched his helmet off first. Now that's just small change, man. I mean, it, it was one thing to snatch the guy's helmet off, but then when you headbutt him without a helmet, he didn't have a helmet on, and and um. And, and and Walden had a helmet on. I thought it was just it was Bush League, man. It was terrible. It, it was terrible. It's gonna cost him a lot of money for that uh for that head. But he was suspended for a game, and uh, rightfully so. I, I I really feel he got off uh, uh rather uh, light there uh, one game. But uh you know hey, there's no place in the game for that uh, tempers flare. Uh, you do become frustrated, but at the same time, there's just no place in the game for that. Hey, Darrell, when you're talking about small change, boneheaded moves, man, uh, uh, I really, really uh, question the Lions' decision. They had the game in control, in my opinion. They were up by four. They were facing the chip shot field goal, and they got a little cute. They faked the field goal, and uh, Big Ben led his team uh, down for a touchdown. And... Uh, the Lions were upset in Pittsburgh yesterday. I mean, it's just a boneheaded decision uh, on the Lions' part. Uh, you kick the field goal, you go up seven, you're playing well on the road. It's hard to win games in the National Football League, and it's even worse when you're giving them away. Especially when you run a 188-pound punter between the tackles, and he got smashed. And he's not I mean, used to being tackled. Right. He's not he's used, not to, used to holding the football. Not so, used to carrying the ball. He got smashed too, though, Sam. Yeah, he did. But any yeah. little hit, any little hit to him is going to hurt when you're not exactly. used to running the football. That that's for sure. Hey, but man, another bonehead move, and I'm not so sure if I'm giving this a bonehead move. Oh, it's just I, I look at these guys that have this hair hanging out their helmets and during football games as boneheaded. But the Jaguars. Um, defensive end, um, what's this kid's name? The Jaguars def- defensive end, um, Jason Baldwin. Snatched a, Baldwin. Snatched a dreadlocks out of the Cardinals running back, Andre Ellington's hair, man. You know, and, and I don't have a problem with that at all. Because I don't think it's, it's actually kind of rude to me to see these guys with all of this hair down their back blocking their names from their jerseys, for one thing. If the commissioner don't do nothing else, he should make them tuck their dreads under their helmets, tuck them in their jerseys, but do not invade the names on the back of the jerseys. Hey, Darrell, I'll tell you what, the, the, the NFL has already have rules in place. You know, it's a big deal with Troy Paul Malu. The hair is a part of the uniform, so you know what? He had every right to grab that hair, and I don't exactly. blame him because when you are in a dog fight, you're not going to say, oh, I'm pulling his hair. You're trying to get the guy down, man. You're trying to win a ball game. So, hey, I don't. I don't blame Babin one bit. If if his hair is long enough, if I can grab it, if I can, that's going to help me, assist me in making a tackle, then I'm going to grab his hair, Daryl. Hey, Daryl, another guy that's crying. He used to be a Florida Gator. He's coaching up in Ohio now. Uh, I, I think he's starting to get the message that his team, even though they're undefeated, uh, they might not be playing. There's a great chance that they're not going to play for the BCS National Championship, and he's saying that the system is flawed. But I tell you what if his team was playing for the national championship the system wouldn't be flawed and i tell you what there's there, there's going to be no set there i 
I'm going to be one of the happiest men on this planet if uh, Ohio goes undefeated two years in a row and don't get a part of the national championship. Because I tell you what, they will never be honored by me if if the um, AP or the coaches don't um, give it to them. I don't care what they put on their rings. Is that because you don't like Urban Meyer or you just have a, a, a total dislike for Ohio State? I don't like Urban Meyer, man. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not going to say the state. They're Ohio to me. Uh, but, you know, Ohio, I would rather Ohio without Meyer. That would be a different topic. I, I wouldn't mind. Uh, I would probably root for them. But it's just, man, to me, he he he, he did Muschamp a disservice, man. He, there, that's why I understand why there's not a lot of heat on Muschamp, and uh, that's because of what Urban Meyer. I really think that the people of Florida are starting to understand the type of snake that this man is. Hey, man, I I know a lot of people in Gainesville that really just can't stand this guy, and um, and I'm not a big fan of Urban Meyer either. And, I, and, and one of my biggest uh, flaws with Urban Meyer is that this guy just really does not go out of his way to protect his quarterbacks. I mean, most people make an effort to protect their quarterbacks. He really acts like he's almost at a point where he want to run his quarterback as much as he runs a running back to the point where he runs him in the ground. He did that with Tim Tebow, never prepared him for the NFL draft, um, and looks like he's doing that with this quarterback that he has now. Braxton Miller, man. Hey, we saw, we saw Braxton Miller coming off injury and run the ball 20-plus times. Yeah. Come on, and and I and I really think Braxton Miller, if he does not sustain a, an injury, he's going to have a, a formidable career as an NFL quarterback. I think he's going to be more of a slot receiver. I think he's going to have an NFL career as a quarterback. I really do. The jury's yep. still out. I think the backup quarterback's going to have a better pro career than Braxton Miller. That wouldn't surprise me at all. It, it really wouldn't. Yep. Hey, but Sam, um, you know, we're talking about this small change, man, and um, you know, we hear, we hear a lot of we, we hear a lot a lot of rumors lately about um, John Gruden possibly um, going to Gainesville, but this guy Will Muschamp that's in Gainesville right now, his job is on the line and he's burning up, man. I mean, burning up. It's hard to see. It's hard to see Coach Muschamp. Have have another season after this season in Gainesville, man. I, th- I think he's going to be fine, Daryl. And um, Foley came out and said he had his support, but uh, we know how that goes. Uh, he has his uh, yeah, he has his support until a Gruden say, "Hey, I want the job," or uh, a Sumlin or or a Browse, a, a guy want that position, and then uh, all bets are off. But uh, I, I really feel that must. Champ is going to be all right, man. I think it takes time. Uh, I, I think the administration in Gainesville they realize uh, the work that he had to put in as far as getting getting rid of some of the bad apples that was left for him. Uh, they didn't really have a lot of depth. Uh, I, I feel that Muschamp has done a, a great job. Uh, they've been hit with a lot of injuries this year. Uh, nine guys are left for this uh, loss for the season. Uh, so I, I think Muschamp will be all right, man. I, I think that Golden might be up under a little fire after losing to Duke. But uh, we're going to have to talk to talk about that after the break. Hey, guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. We'll be right back after the break.
your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. If you're looking for a show that takes you through the process of becoming a successful college athlete, you'll want to tune into Get It Done Sports Radio with host Karif Bird. You'll find out about the how-tos of getting to the next level and the do's and don'ts when preparing for college athletics. It's a complete inside look at what's turning out the next generation of players. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, Sam, yesterday Jimmy Johnson won his sixth championship in NASCAR and sixth championship in eight years. Only two other people have won seven championships, and that is Richard Petty and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Man, he's in some really good company. Congratulations, Jimmy Johnson. Congratulations, Jimmy. Keep up the good work. Hey, Daryl, man, that was a heavyweight fight last night in uh, in Denver. The nine and old Chiefs versus the eight and one Denver Broncos, man. And I tell you what, everybody talked about this Kansas City uh, pass rush, but I tell you what, man, the Denver Broncos offensive line get a game ball for me because they treated, they protected Peyton Manning like he was Barack Obama last night, man. He had plenty of time to get rid of the football, and uh, he was. Uh, nice and steady. It was a great football game. I look forward to when they play again in a couple weeks. But the Denver Broncos won this battle 27-17. to What are your thoughts on this game, Darrell? Hey, man, I thought it was a great game. I mean, you know, we always doubt Peyton Manning when something comes up. And I really didn't think he was going to play as well as he played yesterday. But, man, Peyton Manning is the real deal. I will never doubt him again. <clears throat> I've done it in the past. And I've always felt short. This man is, is, hey, he's a king. What can I say? 
He is, Daryl. He is, Daryl. But, hey, Daryl, moving along, man, the Baltimore Ravens and Chicago Bears yesterday at Soldier Field, there was a big-time weather delay in this game. Uh, Baltimore was up early 10-0 on the Chicago Bears. But I tell you what, man, the Bears continued to scratch and claw, and they uh, they found themselves in this game, and the Bears uh, pulled out a big-time victory yesterday over the Baltimore Ravens to send the defending Super Bowl champions the four and six Daryl the Bears are sitting at six and four they they beat the Ravens in Chicago 23 to 20 uh what are some of your thoughts from this game uh yesterday as from Soldier Field you know man I tell you Sam um this game I I truly admired I I, I coach Mark Tressman is a good friend of mine I I, I Played with, I played under him at the University of Miami. He was a graduate assistant while I was there. He really seems like he's motivated this team. Uh, when the backup quarterback comes in and they play as well as they do with the starting quarterback, I think that says a lot for this team. And I think, I think, I think the Bears are, are possibly a, a, a definitely a playoff team. Well, last year, Darrell, they were 10-6 and six and their coach got fired. Tressman has done a great job. But you, you're talking about a veteran crew. Uh, I, I really got to, um, man, I, I give them a game ball for uh, – keeping the guys together. They've suffered uh, several uh, season-ending injuries and veterans that have been out for a while. But, man, these guys have just continued with the mantra that next man in. And uh, they're 6-4. and four. Uh, The Lions are 6-4. and four. Uh, Green Bay, to me, is pretty much out of it. So, to me, this is a two-team race between the Chicago Bears and the um, Detroit Lions, man. And, and I'll tell you what, he he does have them playing some inspired football. But, Daryl, yesterday... Uh, uh, from Lincoln Field in Philadelphia. The Eagles haven't won at home in over a year, man. The Washington Redskins came to town. Uh, Chip Kelly finally has his team over 500. They're sitting at 6-5. and five. Uh, Philadelphia got up to a 24-0 lead, and they have to with- they withstood a rally from the uh, Washington Redskins, and they, win the- they beat the Redskins in Robert 24-16. Give me some of your insight on this game. Uh, how do you feel about the Eagles going forward? Uh, they're in a division that's really wide open, and uh, the possibly the winner of this division is going to be nine and seven, Daryl. You know, man, I, I really I see some concerns for the Washington Redskins, and um, and Robert Griffin has got off to some awfully slow starts in games this 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 season. Yesterday was no different. The first three quarters, they scored zero points. The fourth quarter, they scored four, 16 points and came back and had a chance to, to take the lead, no, to tie the game, and Robert Griffin threw a, a horrible interception in the, in, in the end zone with about two minutes left in the game. When Luther, he just kind of just threw it up. You know, I, and, and at the end of this game, he took some pot shots at his head coach saying that Philadelphia – outplayed them. Philadelphia was better prepared than they were. I think that's 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 kinda a low blow and I've said it for a long time since since the start of this season. He needs to shut his mouth and play some football. Let his talking be done on the field by his actions, not by his mouth in the media. 
Well, former Washington great uh, Daryl Green questioned his leadership ability. But, Daryl, you know, when you're the quarterback, uh, you're going to get a lot of the credit and you're going to get a lot of the blame. Uh, maybe uh, R.G. Uh, Roberts trying to motivate his guys moving forward uh, to try to inspire them to play better because if they go on a winning streak, they could potentially be in this thing. But uh, I really feel that the Redskins, to me, need the give the ball to Alfred Morris a little bit more and just get out of his way, man. This guy is, is very productive. He's one of the top five uh, rushers in the league, uh, and he's been a little nicked up this year. Uh, but he, he is more than healthy now, and to me, they need to lean on him a little bit more. But, Daryl, I tell you, man, uh, from the Superdome yesterday in New Orleans, it, it was a great game, the San Francisco 49ers and the New Orleans Saints. I, I tell you what, man, if you've ever been in that dome, I played in that dome and when the Saints are when the Saints are rolling and the Hudak's going, it, it's a very tough place to play. But I tell you what, man, San Francisco they played some inspired football yesterday, man. And I really feel I'm gonna call a spade a spade, Daryl. They got holes yesterday, brother, because they should have. They the NFL and they BS calls. They took this game from the 49ers. Drew Brees was was sacked. By Ahmad Brooks, it looked like uh, he potentially clotheslined him, but after watching the replays, he never really hit his neck. It wasn't helmet to helmet. If you can't hit the guy helmet to helmet and you're just trying to knock him down with your arm and it looks like you're coming in and, and you're using an old Jack Tatum move, uh, but it's really not, Daryl, I tell you, what do you have to do? You just wrap you just you got to pull him down by the jersey. I, I don't know how to tackle guys anymore, uh, Mr. Referee, Mr. Commissioner. Can you please help me? He's probably going to get fined for that BS call, man, and some of the things he said about the officiating, uh, them being in uh, New Orleans, it being Drew Brees, which was true and true, and uh, him also saying that the NFL is watered down. True again, man. Uh, so what are your thoughts on this game, Daryl? You know, all of those comments are true. But I, I, my thoughts on this game, man, is that San Francisco cannot win with Colin Kaepernick throwing for 127 yards. It's, it's just, I, you know, I don't know. I don't on understand. 31 attempts, Daryl. Yeah. They, preach, they, you know, we, we can talk about the defense, but they just cannot win with their second-year quarterback not playing nearly – like the second-year quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson. I mean, I don't understand. It seemed like um, – um, He's regressed, Daryl. He's Harbaugh, regressed. It looks like Harbaugh actually screwed the lid down on this kid, man, and, and just, I mean, just corralled him and told him, say, hey, you will not run the ball. We will not run this freestyle offense. We will not even run a wide-open West Coast offense. We're going to run something like a like a SEC offense. Three yards in a pile of dust, and every once in a while we're going to pull it out and try to throw play action and try to throw. It, 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 it baffles me, man. And, and don't get me wrong, Sam. The call yesterday was horrible. It, 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 was, it was horse manure. It was not a good call. Uh, and it did cost San Francisco the game. But I'll say it again. If Colin Kaepernick only averages 4.1 yards a pass, and he – and throws two touchdowns, but throws an interception. This team, this team is not going to go far if their quarterback is only going to take them that far, man. 
Well, dare I tell you what, they need to unscrew the lid on that bottle real quick and let Superman out. Uh, I also feel that the San Francisco 49ers, they're only going to be as good as Frank Gore, man. You got to get a man the ball more than 13 times. But I will say this, man. Gore had an opportunity in the flats yesterday. He dropped the pass. He had nothing but daylight in front of him. But you still have to give Mr. Gore more than 13 yards a kick. 13 carries a, um, a game. Uh, San Francisco, six and four, Daryl. They're in the wild. They're going to, they're, they're best right now. The best they're going to do is a wild card in the playoffs. And they still got some heavy, heavy, uh, lifting to do moving forward. Uh, there's a game tonight, Daryl. Uh, this, this is our last game before we move on. And, uh, but the New England Patriots, seven and two in Carolina, the six and three Panthers. What are your thoughts on this game? This game is in the first quarter. What is your, what are your thoughts on this game? The Panthers are on a five game winning streak and they look very, very dangerous. You know, man, um, I'm, I'm pulling for the Panthers hard. I like Cam Newton. I want to see him do well. But Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, it's hard to go against those guys, man. It's hard to bet against those guys. And it's definitely hard to think that you're going to get a victory from those guys by not playing your A-A game. So in order for Carolina to win this game tonight, they're going to have to play their A game, man. And we talked about how young the receivers are and the offense is for, um, for, for um, the Patriots. They still find a way to win. Belichick finds a way to get it done, man. Yeah, they do, man. And I, I tell you what, the, all of the weapons, all of the weapons in New England, guys are getting healthy, man. Armandola, he's finally healthy. Uh, Gronkowski, uh, he's a, a matchup nightmare. They, they got Vereen, their third down back, uh, back in action. I, I really feel New England starting to hit their stride. And if they win tonight, man, you're talking about next Sunday night, Daryl, the Denver Broncos rolling the Foxborough. So wow. what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that game? Uh, now we're going to switch gears. What are your thoughts on that game next week? And uh, we're going to look into some of the games next week, some of the big games next week. You know, man, um, I, I really think that is probably going to be the game, the regular season game of the year. And I would give the edge to, to, um, to the Patriots simply because they have their coach on the field. I think I think um, I think the the lack of not having Fox as their coach, him being out probably for the rest of the season, coaching from the booth. I think it's going to make a difference. You know, little things make a difference. So you're not buying into the. Um, so you you're not you know you don't believe in uh, Del Rio, man. No, I don't believe in Del Rio. That's why we got rid of him in Jacksonville, man. Come on. Well, I'm going with New England, man. I'm going for my Michigan guy. Hey, the, 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 the other big game next week, uh, Pierre Paul, he said blood will be shed. It's the Giants and the Cowboys, man. The Cowboys are five and five. The Giants have scratched and clawed. They're four and six. They need this game, Daryl. Uh, you're talking about one of the best rivalries in football, man. We're down to three minutes, so we got to go I, fast. I, I really think the Giants have, have a serious opportunity to do some things, man. Um, you know, you know, Dallas is, I think, like we said a couple of weeks ago, that Jerry Jones is more excited about filling the stadium than he is about winning. And I think there's some truth to that. You know, uh, man, 
when we look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, this is one of the chances they have to win this week coming up against the Houston Texans. They've won one game so far this season, but they have a chance this, this week to win against the Houston Texans. Andre Johnson left the field last week before the game was over, 58 seconds left in the game. I think this team is in shambles, man. Their coach is another coach who's not on the field. He's in, his, he's in the box trying to coach his team from the box. I don't think this is a good fit. His seat is real hot, Daryl, uh, and and also uh, another guy whose seat's going is, is getting hot is down in Atlanta, man. Atlanta had Super Bowl aspirations coming into the season. They're sitting at two and eight. They got beat by the lowly Bucks yesterday. They got pounded by the Bucks yesterday. Uh, there's going to be some change going on in the in the National Football League, Daryl. Uh, so. You hate to see guys lose their job, but when you get paid the type of money they're getting paid, man, these owners, they want results. Hey, that's part of the business, Sam. That's going to always be a part of the business. Winners stay, losers go. Hey, Daryl, man, I can't let you off the hook. Uh, my Wolverines, we got lucky. We got real lucky against Northwestern and won a wild one in overtime. But your Hurricanes... The show's over, a, right? Lost to a basketball. No, we got two minutes, man. They lost oh. to a basketball school. Duke, man, what's going on in Miami, man? I said it for weeks and weeks when they were rolling. I said that they were pretenders and not contenders. You got 60 seconds to take us on, Daryl. Well, let me say this, Sam. Duke University lost to the University of Miami in basketball of all sports. That at was the last end of the year, season, at, at, at the end of the season last year, to go on in the NCAA tournament. So I'm going to say this, Sam, and we end up winning the ACC tournament by beating Duke. So it's only fair that what goes around comes around. We beat a basketball school. Guess what? Duke's football team beat a football school in the University of Miami. And I just can't wait to say that we are back. But right now, we're not back. All right, Daryl, man, I tell you what, well, uh, hey, guys, it was a great, great having you. Uh, we're down to our last 20, 30 seconds. I want to say the Carolinas in the red zone. It looked like they're going to put some points on New England. We will see you guys next week on Sports Info UM on the Voice America Network. Uh, it was it was fun while it lasted. Hey, Peace. the Giants going to the playoffs. They're going to be the Cowboys next week. Peace. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.